Yes, yes, yes. You're listening to Word Spoken Podcast, the poetry podcast that brings you the best. I'm your host, Henry, and this is episode 21. So what we're doing this week is a season one recap. The first five episodes. Basically, I sit down with Mr. A's Hussein himself. We go through each episode. We listen to one of the poems that we heard from the poets on the episode. Um, we chat about the poet themselves and all other things spoken word. So we start off with A's, then we have Aisha, Maddie Haynes, Ifty, and finally Mr. Bruce, Benny Bruce. Um, five episodes we go through. I do say ten in a little bit, but just just ignore that. This is the first five. Um, I really hope you enjoy the episode. It's a bit of a different format, but is a lot of fun. So the first one you're going to hear is from the wonderful A's himself and it's called Poetry Rhythm. I'm going to hit you with the rhythm so listen from this beginning I'm spitting for the men and the women who keep on sinning filling and billing a zoot to pass around and have a toke ain't like the Lizzie the politicians used to sniff <laughs> living as a villain unwilling to ever listen and spilling their opinion whenever there's a drilling fulfilling the austerity they keep on instilling they might make a killing but we're really the ones winning because struggle and strife taught us true kindness we exchange compliments because we know that they're priceless embracing friends, family old flames and our neighbours a quick smile goes a long way in making the day of a stranger remember to shovel love towards yourself the same amount you gave because your generosity should never dig your own grave make the most out of life and celebrate all the positives say I can't believe I did that more than I should have done this good things come to those who wait mm, yeah sure but my question to you is well what are you waiting for I said to myself I need self-confidence instead of self-loathing I started writing lyrics to help myself begin growing so like instead of just sitting on my ass and doing that about it and running rings around the rhymes I've been spitting I commit to bars because I don't want to quit I'm a poetry addict more than I hate to admit take it in take time take a breath rewind take a breath take time to get in your mind Find out what's missing and do your best living. Who am I kidding? I'm just a poet with a little rhythm. Whoa, Ace. <laughs> Here we are, mate. The circle of life has come back round. So this is season one recap part one. Well and we've spoken. got A's in the building. How are we doing, guys? Are we all right? How are you doing, mate? Are you well? I'm I'm really good, Henry. You're, you're looking fantastic. Uh, so are you, my friend. You've been so worried about your hair, haven't you? Like, oh, is it, does it look right? I had a new trim, you know. Yeah, I mean, you look on point because we've got a little video camera. We do have a video up, mate. Yeah. So this is, we're doing two mediums at exactly the same time. Not only are we doing audio, but we can see your lovely face as well. So, <laughs> look, this is season one recap of Word Spoken, and I got you on because you helped me start this off um and i thought you know why not make this a really lovely kind of like catch up on uh the podcast so far um and also allow us to kind of give listeners a chance to hear some of the highlights from the episodes that we've had so far so what we're going to be doing uh just to make it nice and clear is we're going to listen to one poem from each of the episodes that we've had so far on season one this is part one so it's going to be the first 10 episodes mm-hmm. um and they're going to be either the first or the second poem that the poets uh, performed and that's because the third poem is already available for your eyes to feast on on both youtube and igtv that's how it's going to go. I brought my man A's along with me. He's here in the building, giggling away. Um, so, mate, we just heard the poem that kicked off this whole thing. It's crazy, isn't didn't it? Didn't we? Yeah. Um, what was it like when I told you uh, I want to do a podcast and I dragged you into my 
bedroom. The famous bedroom. To um to come and recall one. Did you think who's this freak? No, not at all. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Um, before I actually get into anything, I yeah. just want to say, Henry, on behalf of obviously myself, all the poets that have been on this podcast, all the listeners, all the supporters, thank you so much for creating this amazing and important platform ah. honestly and i've seen you grown not just as you know a supporter of yours but as a friend and a brother mm. you've absolutely smashed this um and if we had like an audience with me i know they'd all be clapping along so thank give up henry guys Woo! <laughs> honestly um and i wish it all to even greater heights because you've already managed to do so so well compared to other podcasts um and i know you're in your own lane and stay in your own lane because you're you're thriving. You're so you're thriving so well. So yeah, bloody hell, we're getting deep already. Already, already my friend. Already. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Uh, on, and honestly, I'm going to throw that right right back at you because you're the first person who who says do you want to come do a podcast and then oh by the way it doesn't even exist yet and then <laughs> says yes. So you're that person that did that. So look, I'm going to throw that right back at you. Blind faith. My um, so yeah, poetry rhythm was the poem you performed the very first night that I met you at Boxed In. Mm. and uh, we were going to have a little chat because you said on that night, you, you actually wrote it on that day, right? And I remember you kind of got up and you were like, and you, you slightly muffled it. Oh, mate, I muffled it. That's because you were trying to do it without... Why, why, did, you, why did you do that? Oh my That's God. bold. Yeah, that was so... Boxing was the first night I met you and it was the first night that I wrote that poetry rhythm to perform and try to memorise it. Because I like to memorise things, especially when you think... Because boxing is slightly different to other poetry nights where it's one minute 30. You think you could sort of you know ruffle through it. And I've grown up spitting bars like i come from an area in south london where we love you know that type of music we we we, we grew up on grime on garage and on rap and inside. you know inside big up big up <laughs> but um i i was i always thought i was confident um and obviously you know i managed to perform this poetry rhythm at headline gigs at workshops yeah. with, with with kids and um adults so i thought it was going to be fine but obviously the first time i just i just wanted to do it without and mm. The big thing that I got from it, because I didn't just mess it up once, I messed it up twice, and then I asked for a friend to give me my phone so I could, like, read off it. Um, I think I remember, like, what I, what I took from it. It is important to just keep your chin up and keep pushing um, because the poetry scene is so welcoming. So for anyone that's listening here who's, like, an up-and-coming poet or is afraid of not being able to remember their lines, um, it's okay. And, you know, just, just keep pushing because you can do it. You might end up on a podcast twice one day. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> and one day, hopefully, I'll, you know, I'll be able to interview you because uh, I'm pretty sure the fans want to hear <laughs> your talent and your power. I don't know. Do you know what? I've like, I had thought about this and I, there's been a couple of people that have said that. They're like, oh, when, when, when's your When are going to hear episode? your episode? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I, oh, I'd be nervous about it. And like, the only reason is, is this is kind of like my little baby at the moment. Like, mm. I've kind of like taking quite a lot of time to work on this and like get loads of guests on and stuff and I, and I get people on uh, that I love right I see them live and I'm like wow you're sick yeah. I really want you to come on or maybe I, I find them over Insta and like they've kind of done something really amazing it's kind of really ov obvious that they've got some real talent so those are the kind of two sit like two situations in which I find people and I almost feel a little bit nervous about joining my name to that lineup because mm. these are people that I look up to and like if I compare I just feel like I might compare my poetry to theirs and I don't know I might be a bit embarrassed I don't know I don't know it's just weird I feel as though like we're all our worst enemy in terms of comparing ourselves to other people yeah. but 
from obviously an external fan point and being a supporter myself i just feel as though like it's an episode that definitely needs to happen obviously it doesn't yeah. have to happen like anytime soon maybe maybe the one year anniversary who knows no i i will do it and it has looks, to be a right timing doesn't it looks like you're uh, front of the queue for presenting May, i'd it. be on it'd be an honor it'd be an honor to give, <laughs> to give people give people you um so yeah we heard your first piece there mate um so the next next episode we had episode two wow actually this started it was i think your episode came out in november yeah we we recorded in october about six, six months six ago. months ago from wow. now that's that's quite a, that's mad isn't it the progression's been mad yeah we've kind of grown it a little bit in that yeah. time which is fun i like that uh, yeah. um so look we then after you came on and uh, sat on my bedside table in fact no we were standing <laughs> we for were that standing. one we must be knackered we didn't have why did we many, stand we didn't have uh, many of your lovely merch yes as well we merch in the house shout out to the mugs and the stickers so um, then we had aisha come on we for did, episode indeed. two and aisha in episode two uh performed a poem called spirit in the flesh um, and that's the one we're going to hear today. And we actually saw her, didn't we, on Monday Quite down recently. at BYOB. Yeah. Shout out to Soft Spoken. Shout out to BYOB. Pick up the whole team, Tanika, um, Solomon. Of course. The whole Box Park Wembley. Yeah. Great space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love them a lot. Big, big supporter of them on this show. Um, then we had Aisha come on. And uh, she's she's wicked. She's absolutely when, when was it? How, how, how long have you known her? Literally, I knew her near the start of my London poetry journey. Oh, oh yeah. Met her in the Roundhouse um, Slam, Roundhouse Poetry Slam. She was in my heat and everything, and up up close and personal, she was she just blew the whole audience away. And ever since, I've just seen her grow and grow. And it was it was amazing to hear that you got her on for the second episode, and she she did the same for you and for people around the world listening to this podcast. So. Yeah, I'm excited to hear Spirit in the Flesh once again. Yeah, it's it's um it's a really cool piece, and I think the thing I kind of said on the show uh, with her is I love the way she kind of pronounces her her words. She's got mm. kind of a real like I don't know. It's kind of tone like tone is something you can't force, right? You can't really improve it or even like get worse at it. It's just how you it's speak. Natural to you. It's very natural, and hers is uh, lovely in it it's so nice and she's also great she's, just she's a fun. great human being <laughs> fantastic um so should we hear it do you want to hear it absolutely okay cool so this is aisha with spirit in the flesh everything i want is already mine i'm claiming it i ain't wasting any more time i've already dreamed what life has in store for me and i am so ready i can feel the mediterranean seas the tropical breeze the sand under my feet okay i can't really but i swear if i close my eyes hard enough i can start to hear it if we're going by einstein's words time is an illusion What's going on is only going on because we're standing in time. We can see it moving. I know it sounds confusing, but basically all that will exist already exists. And this energy I'm trying to manifest. So if you ask me if I'm single, I'll say, nah, my man's not too far. He's just gone to get the car. And yeah, I got my dream car. It's just waiting for me still at the store. This year, I'm all about knowing, not believing. 
I don't need to know the ins and outs. All I know is what my mind allows. So I'm thinking about that house, that dream husband and that solution. I'm thinking about the happiness and health of all my loved ones. I am a piece of God manifested into human form. I am gold found in the Whitwater Strand mine. I am the planets, the moon and the stars as they shine. I am divine like seriously every single one of us is infinitely divine for the simple fact that we are human a spiritual biological and physical force with no definite meaning reason or cause just present and grounded and healing and moving just laughing and dancing and healing and choosing how powerful we are gold embellishments from her neck to her feet Sheer but her hair swaying in the breeze, or a glowing an iridescent purple and green, she came to me in a dream. But when I say she, what I really meant was me, a higher me, celestial being me, ancestors guiding me, me, every experience I've had, every situation, good or bad, she reminded me that my angels have protective forces surrounding my being and not to get lost searching for life's meaning, her hand reaching over to me to place her finger onto my third eye, be still, she says, be grounded, be present. This thing you call life is nothing but a blessing. There are no limits to the heights you can fall. There is no ceiling to your potential. Your physical being is only a vessel. Be still. And so I did. And so I give when I can. I laugh in the rain. I switch through the lanes. I heal through the pain. More money, more problems. It's been said for a reason. So before I check my bank account, I'm thankful that I'm breathing. I'm thankful that the tides are still forever in my favor. Because if they weren't, I wouldn't have been blessed enough to wake up, to open my eyes, to see another sunrise, to feel the temperature dip as the day turns to night. The grass won't be greener on the other side if yours is watered right. And I'm making damn sure I'm watering mine. So I say, Everything I want is already mine. I'm claiming it. I ain't wasting any more time. We must stop telling ourselves that we are oppressed and start reminding ourselves that we are blessed. They can no longer shackle our strength. The most powerful weapon we possess is the light within our chest. She came to me in a dream. But when I say she, what I really meant was me. Her words, the highest frequency my ears could have heard when she spoke. Be grounded be present, be still. This thing you call life is nothing but a lesson. That's beautiful, oh, isn't it? Days. This thing you call life is nothing but a lesson. I'm just like, yes. Oh, um, do you know what? I, when, I li- when I listened back to our episode, um, I called her Aisha all mm. the time. And afterwards, I realised when yeah, I was doing Aisha. the edit, and I was like, <laughs> oh man, it's Aisha. I was so embarrassed about that. I feel like we made up now. No, she, yeah. I, was, I sent her a message being like, I think I called you Aisha a lot. She, she's not the kind of person to hold that kind of No, I had only met her gone. once as well. So, uh, <laughs> not bad. That's a wicked piece, isn't it? I, I really like the line in the middle where she goes, I am divine. Like, seriously. seriously. <laughs> what a bar. It's wicked, isn't it? Um, yeah. Do you know what? As well, something really cool um, about her uh, is she, I don't know whether she would, hmm, is this a problem for me to say? She's just got signed as a poet. Is that oh, a problem for me to say? I don't yeah. think it is. I think she'd be really Big proud news. of it. I, I believe anyone would be proud yeah, of it. Yeah, it's cool. And especially her because she really deserves that. She deserves the recognition. She deserves to, you know, just succeed. Mm. Um, 
Um, yeah, like it's it, mad, it, it, though, it was amazing it? to hear that. You know, yeah, because I was it was I was coming back on the tube with her after BYOB, and mm. she was like, I was like, oh, what what is your news? I hadn't seen you in ages. I don't, honestly, I don't think I'd seen her since the recording, which was a silly long time ago. <laughs> so um, when she was like. I've, I've been signed. I have an agent. I was like, the fuck? Yeah, that's really cool, isn't it? It's 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 happened before in the poetry scene, yeah. but not very often. No, and you know you have to have her level of talent. But the thing is, like, not even just talent; it's also work rate as well. Because you know you might think you don't have a talent, but if you just keep on working and just be consistent with your work, like you can you can achieve so much. And mm. you know that just shows that you know being signed like poetry is moving more and more into the mainstream which is a good sign for everyone else you know it is good indicator it has it has a lot of promise and i think she's she's definitely got the kind of like you know that kind of energy and vibe which some people have and some people just don't and i feel like she kind of has that so when when she told me i was like oh i kind of get it i was like you actually yeah fuck. i was really jealous i was like oh, oh. Uh, no, good. Turn, turn, <laughs> turn the jealousy into positive energy. And of like, course. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel as though, especially with the spirit in the flesh we've just heard, like she's a very empowering individual. Like she's, she speaks the truth. Mm. She's reflecting on both like all three, like past, present and future. And it's a very self-reflective piece, just like all of her other poems, you know. Um, and yeah, if anyone deserves you know, being signed and to you know, get more, get more, yeah. it's her. Because also as well, after the episode... Um, when we recorded it she was showing me some of the stuff that she was putting to music and like mm. um and it, i was like whoa okay like she, i think she, it was still a bit early for her like she she wasn't necessarily ready to do it on the podcast mm. but she kind of showed me like what she was working with and like gave me a brief example um mate i was like okay cool this girl's got some fire yeah so she's got a sign it's cool it is amazing what are your thoughts on um on like putting music to poetry because obviously throughout the whole season of word spoken we've had a few that um you know poets that have put music in the background and yeah like it's it's been incredible to hear you know what it's um i mean i love it right mm. I, i'm i kind of used to do like i love music right and i used to do a bit of singer songwriting stuff oh you guys should hear henry's singing. <laughs> it's amazing but um but so for me i think it's the best way for poetry to reach a wider group group of people right it really helps with mass appeal um and i but but i think um if as as long as it doesn't turn into rap i mean obviously i love rap music but i think it's kind of maybe it, if it loses its kind of spoken word roots and i'm like okay cool well now that's just music mm. what rather than like word music which is kind of what i would love to see loads of poets doing honestly i i think uh there's so many poets that i've met that um all they need is a little nudge into the music world and they would do really sick. I think Aisha's a prime example. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not that easy because you need to know like a producer and you, it doesn't, it's Loads not cheap. Things. So it's, Sound it's engineers, not, yeah. A&R, you know, pay for studio time, equipment. It's not cheap. Yeah. So I, I think it's something that a lot of poets probably find quite hard to do because mm. also it's a whole nother skill set. Um, have you have, have you ever put your stuff to music? Uh, I thought about like even for example the poetry rhythm because that's like a it's a, it's a free it's a quick freestyle. Mm. Um, 
and that could have easily been done to music to a beat because like I said I've grown up with beats all my life but as a being a spoken word artist trying something different and also trying something like more light-hearted to the usual like deep dark poetry that I usually come out with it was a bit of um, a refreshing challenge um, and I feel as though there are so many like lines that you can pass to to try and experiment with your art but as long as you're comfortable with what you're doing and just having fun with the experimentation and the process like you don't ever put yourself in a box just mm. try as many different things as possible or just try you know go for quality rather than quantity yeah um, you know i feel as though some people like they fall into the trap of just producing poems or producing songs um for audiences and like to to get recognition and validation but you don't need that just do stuff that's true to yourself and you know people will follow that yeah i think yeah i one of the conversations which has come up quite a lot on the show is how can we help grow grow this scene and how can we help more people you know make make a bit of money from this because mm. it's not easy to do that um and i think music's one way isn't it oh, it is kind of sad because it does in some way take it away from poetry spoken mm. word like someone saying a poem um and it you know but I just think it's more entertaining. I don't know. I just it like is, it. Yeah. But it's hard. And also, it's quite easy to do it wrong. Yeah, it like, can be. <laughs> if you just do a poem... Subjectively like, wrong, by the way, guys. But yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, true. Yeah. So, no, but like... Uh, it's about finding the balance. You've got to find... You've, you, you have to find the right balance. Exactly. And also, doing something which sounds original. Again, like if you just... I don't know. If you just find like a YouTube video that's just like really generic... Yeah. and just do something on it I don't know I, it, the music has to add something mm. I think for it to be worthwhile and, if, and for it to really have some value if you just have music behind your poem then you're missing out on an opportunity to really enhance the kind of reach of it I think I don't know exactly and also like you have mentioned you know to to gain money or to gain success you'd have to put music onto it like it's not always necessarily the case as well there have been conversations mm. on this season of word spoken whereby you know you can collaborate with big companies that are looking for you know like artists like poets to to you know perform um on top of some of their you know brands or or commercials or adverts like there's so many different types of poetry that you can get into um so you don't necessarily have to what's the word um put music on to it for the sake of it being more quote unquote listenable yeah yeah you can you can no, stay right. you can stay true to yourself but obviously like i said if, if the music adds something to it then definitely go for it yeah. but it's all about networking um in any industry that you go into the more and more people that you find the more people that you speak to um they're gonna you know open doors and give more opportunities to you and you just gotta stay in contact and maintain those relationships yeah no you're right that's how you can grow okay so episode three yeah maddie, maddie. Who you know the least about. <laughs> Why is that so surprising? It's just because you know everyone on this scene. No, I, I hate You know everyone that's been this. on the podcast, don't you? Apart from, I believe, Maddie. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm really happy that I, I don't know Maddie yet. <laughs> I, I'd love to meet her. <laughs> I'm really happy I don't know her. She's no, bloody annoying. She's so incredible because <laughs> as soon as I heard this, um, I just love learning about people and learning about people's stories. Mm. So it was a it was a pleasant surprise to hear someone um, amongst your list that I haven't I hadn't heard. Mm. And knowing the fact that you know you and her had a previous like you know friendship and you still are friends, which yeah. is this is great. Um, and she's so talented. It was really funny because um, she was kind of. Um, uh, in terms of me getting into spoken word, she was like the first step. Instrumental. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, she was. She just showed me some of her work once. In fact, she showed me the poem that we're going to hear um, on the show today. 
Oh, it's an do amazing you, do title. You wanna, do you want to say it? No, go on, you can. You, uh, it's a letter to the pig whose heart valve was transplanted for my uncles. There you go. <laughs> it's one, it is one of the longest uh, titles. It. But we were sat, so we were working as runners together and we were sat in like the lunchroom one day having a meal deal. Mm. Um, it, was, uh, it was a bloody lovely meal deal actually. I reckon I had an innocent smoothie. I reckon there was some cheese and onion Walker's crisps in there and I'm not even joking. I was probably a chicken, bacon and avocado sandwich. Oh, so British. Fantastic. <laughs> And uh, anyway, I was chowing down on my three-course meal deal. And Maddie showed me her poem and she kind of played it out. Or did I read it or she played it? I don't know. Mm. But it but it, it was this one. And I, ah, it was really lovely. It's mm. just, it, it's a really nice piece. And then she kind of told me all about the scene in London that she's been to these. And I was like, whoa, I'm out of this loop mm. and I want to get in it. Um, and then... Ugh. Six months after that, probably more actually, it was a long time after that, I got her to come down and record episode three, yeah. uh, which is really good fun. And I like the fact you don't know too much about it because you know freaking everything about everyone. No, I've just, I just, I just like. <laughs> so she's mine. People. Yeah, she, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to listening to this. Okay, now, cool. Yeah. I think we should jump in and hear it. So this is Maddie Haynes from episode three, and it's entitled. The pig who's... Oh, fuck it. <laughs> I'll say it. The letter to the pig whose heart valve was transplanted for my uncles. To whom it may concern. It feels weird to be writing so formally. After the ten Christmases we've spent and the birthday presents you've sent me. But it seemed like poetry was the only language that we might both speak. So I could say thank you in both human and pig. I'm just... I'm sorry that it took me this long. My family aren't big talkers. We've got a tendency to keep our hearts to ourselves until they get so big that they collapse and we need new ones. And I'm sorry that we took yours without asking. Dear Pig I read somewhere that it's not uncommon for sows to eat their own young on pig farms. And maybe that's the only way they know to keep them safe? To take them back inside and hope that next time might be better and though I'd never eat you I'd tear you apart myself to stop my mother from crying I don't know what they did with the rest of you if you're now a series of miracle pig uncles a whole race of sphinx-like pig woman angels I hope so and while it would be naive to say you were born again your body turned into ten more years of family and I think I'd like to die like that. Dear pig, sometimes there's a hole in my chest too. Do you think we feel the same? Dear pig, if you'd sat by my uncle on a quiet afternoon, you'd have heard the soft whirring of his mechano insides. That farmyard sci-fi tick, tick, tick. Mum joked he was a cyborg, but he was evolution. Closer than the rest of us to 100% you. 100% prime, lean, peacefulness. And I know it's a beat that you never got to hear, but my uncle sounded like you, pig. And I wanted you to know that. When my uncle's poor sign song stopped ticking, my cousins made his ashes into jewellery. And they wore them so that he could be everywhere they were. Pig and man. 
inseparable now, indistinguishable. And so loved. Wow, there we go. That was Maddie Haynes with A Letter to the Pig Who's Hot Valve. Do you want me to do it again? <laughs> Letter to the Pig Who's Heart Valve was transplanted from my uncle's. Jeez. It's a lovely poem and oh, she was a lovely person. Yeah, with a very soothing voice. Again, another another soothing yeah. voice. It kind of puts you to. She's um, she does. We had a conversation about this as well in her episode. But she's done uh, since. She's done a couple of like one woman plays. I've seen and uh, yeah. uh, they're really funny and good. So I urge people to go down and check them out. But um, what I think she brought to the po- to her poetry is that kind of a ability to really control her voice for the for the setting in which she's in and she just kind of delicately utters those words telling you about um obviously the heart valve that was transplanted for her uncle it's a deep situation and i feel as though like having that kind of voice um coupled up with a very personal experience Mm. like not many people can achieve that you know level of impacting a listener you know yeah um and yeah she, she talks about so many interesting points and it's i just i don't know i just love personal stories in poems yeah you know that it mean, really really means something to them one other thing that was quite funny about this one is um by this point i think my grandma had finally got my grandma subscribed to the podcast on her ipad Oy. and she like it kind of taken a little while and she wanted to tune in shout out to my grandma shout out to listening. henry's grandma <laughs> to joan um, big up, big anyway, up. so I'd, I'd kind of just got her on and she was listening through and she's listening to that episode and the very first line in the very first poem that she performs is, um, here are some of the things you might say if you caught me masturbating to the moon, <laughs> right? And it's a, all a poem about her masturbating to the moon. And we then have a ripe giggle about it on the, um, on the show itself. And my grandma <laughs> listened to this whole conversation about me talking with Maddie <laughs> about masturbation. And, um, mate, it was so funny. She was like, she was, you know, she was trying to be like, you know, I have lived. And I was like, <laughs> come on, no, just no, just stop. You don't want to know You're about my that. grandma. You don't want to know <laughs> I just that. don't want to partake in this conversation right now. Listen, but you know what? It actually made me think. It's kind of quite cool because my grandma is probably, uh, other than this little podcast that she tunes into now, probably quite unexposed to the diversity of like youth culture. Mm-hmm. Like she lives in um, a little village on like the English coastline. Okay. So like her world is probably pretty small. Demographic wise, complete, is it? Yeah. Everyone's her age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of quite like the fact that she hears me kind of sit down with people that I've met in London and stuff and just chat about like current stuff. It probably opens the, opens her up to other conversations that she doesn't hear. Yeah. And that's the beauty of this podcast as well is the fact that you don't know who's listening. Mm. Anyone could be listening. You don't have to be a poet to be listening to this. You could just be someone who's just interested in the art form or just wants to know about different voices of London. And, you know, there are some people who haven't been from London on this podcast. You know, mm. you get to know people like their voices their stories regardless of their age sex gender race religion like you've delved into some really important issues that you know mainstream media doesn't really talk about 
yeah. and mainstream media, I'm sorry to say this, like in the near future, they will not shine a light on unless you really push the door open. Mm. And, you know, this, these are one of the ways that you can push the door open for the viewer that is like your, you know, grandmother, <laughs> grandmother. or listener, viewer. I mean, hopefully she's watching on YouTube and IGTV. Yeah, exactly. It is, um, it is a bit of a funny one, but the, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's something that I had this conversation with her and it was very funny. One other thing I want to kind of point out is, you know, we kind of said we're having these conversations, which not necessarily the mainstream media um, are having. Yet. But yet. But uh, one thing I kind of want to acknowledge as I look back on the season is how at the start I was a bit shit oh god what, what's your thoughts I don't think you were that bad I really do I think we... I can't listen back to our episode really I can't it cringes it's the first out. one as well so also to be fair intro. I'll be honest with you do you want me to be very honest go on do it I haven't listened back to our episode yeah. either other than the, obviously the few clips that I've put on Instagram yeah. to promote you and obviously you know, every single week oh I'm doing my hardest to promote not, not my yeah. episode just everyone else's episode because like I'm blown away by the talent that you bring on and <laughs> every like poetry night that I'm at you know I just say have you listened to Henry's podcast have you listened to words yeah, yeah like the number one fan the, yeah the person the person that's performing oh do you know they just had a literally just had a podcast episode out you should check it out yeah um, but like I said at the start like I've seen first time your progression because I listen in every single week like so many others who listen in like we've seen you grow and you not just your your type of questions mm. how you you know carry yourself and yeah. you become more comfortable I like think it's a confidence thing like genuinely mm. when I had you down for the first one I don't know why I was nervous but the mic's turned on and I was like shit I'm <laughs> actually a bit nervous and like I had nothing I had nothing to be nervous about because there was no like back like now I'm a bit nervous of like not doing well in an episode because like I feel like the, the previous ones have done very well do you, know, like, do you know what I mean yeah. like now there's something to, com- to, to compare it's a different kind of nervousness yeah, yeah. but then at the time I, did, I don't know why I was so nervous I just wanted no. to do it well and now I, I, I can't listen back so uh, do you know what I actually sometimes do I'm like if ever I meet meet someone and I'm like oh tune into like the podcast and I I, I, I do say I think I get a bit better oh, <laughs> so really? if I'm annoying in the first just like hang on oh bless me yeah. no you honestly even as the first episode it was a it was a, a big, good experience. It was a good experience. It was and it fun. was, a, yeah, it was really fun. And like, we both got more comfortable as the episode went on. You yourself get comfortable through each episode, mm. like every single time. And like, for you to start something that you haven't done before, it's just natural, you know? And you, you're, you're already doing so well. So you can never be too hard on yourself, you know? <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it is, it is a weird one. But I guess I did. Honestly, the, the main reason why I was a bit crap in the first one is because I'd never done it before. Yeah. Like I literally just turned on them. I didn't really prepare a lot either. Also, I was hungover. I remember. <laughs> I was really hungover. Where had I been the previous night? I can't even remember. I was at my mate's house or something, and I literally was like, oh, my eyes were. Like, I was like, why did I do this? But you persevered. Here's a question then. Did you what? remember? Wait, you remember that? Did I tell you I was hungover? Or did you just notice? I mean, I could. I went to uni. I, I noticed. Shit. That's, that's probably why I was nervous. Like, yeah. Fuck, he probably thinks I don't even give a shit about it. No, this. I knew you give a shit. But here's the question then. Why did you... Why did you actually, genuinely, really start this podcast? And right. why did you persevere to continue? Uh, good question. Uh, why did I start it? Honestly, I have a bit of an answer, which I feel like is a bit of a running thing. And I don't know whether it's true, but it's what I say. 
It might be true. What I say is, <laughs> is like I've um, I got in very heavily involved in the scene. Uh, actually, not really for that for for that long. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was going to a lot of nights. I was meeting a lot of people, yeah, and I'm I consume a ridiculous amount of YouTube content and like loads of podcasts and stuff. And I and I was just like I wanted to find a platform where I could kind of. Um, in in enjoy spoken word to a high level but outside of the open mic setting and mm. i looked on youtube and i looked for podcasts and stuff and there, there are some and and I, I i did find some but i i i didn't find a platform which i was kind of which i really liked and like yeah. where there was loads of content that i could just go through honestly that's it and then i was kind of like wanting to do something a bit more creative and a bit more like uh fun with my evenings after my day job i guess is that one one way to put it um and i was i i don't know i just bought the equipment once like i just got like your one, setup is sick it's a know, good setup it's I think the thing that makes it uh, look better is this foam stuff on the wall. Oh yeah, for those of you that was like twenty quid, seen, and it was oh, the best money I ever spent. Great investment, isn't it? And it makes it look so much more professional. It makes it look like a thing yeah. rather than just like a we're, corner. We actually in the booth. <laughs> we're in the booth. It's um, yeah, it's a mad one. But honestly, that is why I started it and why I persevered is because I was like, okay, well now it's weekly. Yeah, um, I better keep this going. Consistency. And also, I kept on meeting more people that I wanted to come. Yeah, on. you did. And <laughs> and I like still do there's there's still so many people that I'm like desperate to get on variety of um, voices yeah and a variety of voices and, and, and it's, it's it's not if I ever get to the point where I feel like I've done uh, or I've done an episode with everyone that I really like which I don't think I'll ever get to because mm. the more you go to open mics you find someone new true, but if true. that did ever happen then I yeah. might have a little break but before that, I'm going to keep going. Definitely, man. You go, you got to keep going. And the thing is, you found that gap in the market. So for he- whoever's listening to this right now, you're, you're quite fortunate because, again, not many people know about this stuff, but they are getting to know about this this amazing, amazing platform, oh, art so. form. So if you are listening to this, please tell all your friends and family to tune into the Wordsburg podcast. You can find this platform on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter now, right? Twitter now. YouTube. Did you're you on hear, it, mate. Did you hear what I did last week? So we're recording the this. Shout out to oh, <laughs> One of them. What? Oh, God, it was bad. I you, thought. You, you didn't I tell launched, me that you I had Twitter. My tw- Otherwise, I would have been I on it. I launched my Twitter. Twitter page being like right the first 10 people to follow me are going to get a shout out on the next episode yeah. being like probably going to get loads of followers and just the first 10 do you know what I mean that was quite an, ar- quite an arrogant <laughs> yeah, thing right, to put yeah, out it's right. you know the first 10, the first 10. <laughs> and I got 7 the week later I had 7 followers and I had to like tail tail between my legs be like <laughs> Um. Uh. So the shout outs go to these seven people. Feeling but, like a you right know, muppet. Do you know what? I respect that you actually went through with it and you listed the shout outs that were there yeah. because the people that did give you the time, you yeah. know, they're they're gonna be. They're, you know, you're you're all gonna be famous anyway yeah. one day. So one of them, one of them was my mum. I went down. So my <laughs> mum's got a Twitter account called Jib Cruise Watch right. because we used to live in Gibraltar. And I don't know why she called it Jib Cruise Watch. We could see the cruise ships from our flat. Oh, Maybe no. that was what she did when she set it up. She she doesn't use Twitter, as you can probably tell. But anyway, I kind of went on and I saw this account and I was like, oh, that's my mum. And then I clicked on the thing and 
<laughs> you know, like you know, like the bio you can have on a Twitter account. Yeah, hers was. She, I don't think she's ever tweeted anything. Never. She, she might have done once about a boat, I guess. Of course. But like, it's, she's not on it. But her like bio or like little quote says, "A free spirit, loving life." <laughs> I shit you not. Wow. That's pretty weird, isn't it? I was like, I, I checked I checked. It. I just love that, though. <laughs> that is class. That's class. That's fucking class. I literally couldn't believe it. Um, okay, look, we're talking uh, nonsense. Let's speak about Ifto. Ifty, Ifto. He needs to make up his mind. Man I like think Ifti it's Ifty now. I think it's Ifty now. Whatever um, whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. He is, is a natural born talent. Co founder of Off the Chest, which me and you have been to many a time. A few times, yeah. Um, <clears throat> great night in East London. Great night in Marlend of East London. Not uh, easy. First of all, before we get into his yeah. poem, just want to say it's not easy hosting a podcast. It's not easy hosting a poetry event. He's hosting, mm. co-hosting a poetry event with Ella, obviously, who we've mm. also got mm-hmm. on this um, pod- lovely podcast. But lovely just, podcast, just, lovely podcast. <laughs> just props to to Ifty, mate. Like, yeah, he was. I, I met him, you and him, on the same night. We did. Big yeah. up Boxton. We met on the same night, and uh, I was. Uh, it was. It was pretty mad, and. The fact that uh, he was, you know, obviously game to come do the fourth one. I was like, yes, that was a good night that I went to. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Why did I go to that night? This, I mean, I probably still wouldn't have gone into poetry, but maybe things would have been a bit different. Yeah. Because because you two were the first two guys that I met and you kind of both uh, showed me a lot of love and like... You've and, got him, mate. You've no, but, love. but what it was is it was the first time I'd gone to a couple of nights, but I'd gone with my friends and then left. I'd never really gone. And I that was the And third, stayed after the... And po- stayed after Oh no! You've, honestly, anyone you've got to stay. After. You have to do it. That's where the conversations happen because there's only so much that you can get from a, a poem. But actually, like list, like speaking to people and just getting to know each other. Yeah. it's it's a beautiful thing. You guys were literally the two that showed me that. Um, and so, in a way, you know, everything that happened to me kind of was kick kick started by that evening. Um, <laughs> we're gonna high five that one. <laughs> right. So look, let's listen to uh, his piece called Peace. Um, he's got a real like dry kind of tone when he speaks kind of like Jack D almost mm. um, so yeah it made for a really great episode um, so yeah I think we're going to hear it this is Ifdo from episode 4 with Peace Peace to every fleece that keeps you warm in a cold world the least we can offer is a proper duty of care towards ourselves Somewhere I forgot that my mind is as much a part of me as my limbs. I was unaware of the share of damage I caused it when I popped pills like mints. And in the midst of the addiction that swallowed me, I heard your voice. The veins that stained the planes of my wrists spelled out that I had a choice. But it was far too easy to fall face first right back into bad habits. Nightmares sidestepped entirely with the aid of powerful tablets. I couldn't face my demons, so I got drunk with them. I couldn't face my guilty feelings, yet I stunk of them. A man can bury his emotions in the garden of his conscience, only for them to grow into trees of addiction with branches monstrous that reach into all other areas of his once tidily kept backyard. Peace to every boy like me that suddenly found himself going too far. Okay, that was Ifto with Peace. Um, and that was, yeah, again, a wicked piece from a lovely guy. And he set up a brilliant night. So if you're listening and you haven't been to Off the Chest, uh, what are you doing? Give them a follow at 
out, uh, off the underscore chest. Um, they run a monthly night in Ealing. Uh, that's not in Ealing. It's not Highland in Ealing. Cafe, Myland. In Myland. And they once did a Off the Chest Goes West in Ealing, which is really good fun. It's where I recorded actually a live version of this podcast, Ooh. which is going to be out. Oh, it's would, probably it out already. It's going to be out, by now. It's be out yeah. by now. I've got to remember the timings, don't I, when I do this? Mate, it's, it's your own, it's your rules. You can do whatever you want. I do record ahead of time to keep myself organized and not stressed. Um, anyway. Do you know what I like about If Those Poem, though? Go I really like the line about. Man can bury his emotions in the garden of his conscience. Like he's mm. talking about such important subject matter in terms of, you know, it is important for for men to open up about, about their mental health. And I wish more men around the world heard this specific poem as well. You know, like especially men of color, like myself, like I can relate a lot to to, to if if the like like sound yeah. and you know the content that he's trying to put out and he is successfully putting out. Mm. Um, so yeah, just never never ball it in always mm. speak to someone if you ever need help or advice and there are like loads of like a list of different phone lines and you know um signposted help centers that you can go to and just access like we are very you know welcoming and we're very like there for you mm. um not just in poetry but around the world you've just got to be willing to tap on someone's shoulder and just be <laughs> like i need help no you're right and i um i think he definitely does that in that piece that we just heard um and i think it's cool i think i think that's where poetry really does find its purpose in its um in in the way that someone can hear a piece which someone else has written and just relate to it so much mm. you know like people often say that with music you know like when often if a fan meets their like idol they say oh my god your album helped me get through this difficult time so much and it's exactly the same with this with this kind of spoken word thing is um someone's personal account someone's personal story can have uh value for someone else right yeah. and, and they can almost put into words something they thought and experienced but didn't know how didn't to articulate know it. it exactly yeah. and i think that's something that's really kind of common and definitely with that piece he did that right um um and it's really cool yeah it no, is I very cool it. very powerful um we have got mr bruce man like benny bruce benny bruce my g who went to your school yeah you didn't know that did you i didn't know that <laughs> i don't i don't tell you how i know all of these you people see, you know everyone no <sighs> thing is benny and i yeah we go way back but we only actually even though we knew of each other we only really started like like developing our friendship through poetry through yeah the poetry scene um and it was just a blessing to see him on you know the scene and just pouring his heart out in such a cool slick way like the way that he delivers his poetry um yeah it's 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 a big art the way that he does it yeah he's um yeah i was honestly i was so chuffed that uh he wanted to come down so where did I meet him? I met him at the Poets Dictionary. Um, and Do you want to say that? Come on. Poetclopedia. Poetclopedia. Not Poetclopedia. So that's another thing that I think by episode five, I'd said that wrong so many times. I was like, I'm just so embarrassed. I, I, I don't, you're not the only one though. They're, In they're, it. Like everyone. It's also not a bad name or a hard name to pronounce. It's yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a muppet. Um, so uh, yeah, he was another one I met. In fact, I met ben, I met Benny and Aisha at the same night. Yeah, and um, didn't you meet? Yeah, you meet. You met quite a few. Yeah, yeah. it was some, uh, it was a really good one. And uh, 
yeah, he's just he's really he's really great. And I and I really want I, I actually wanted to pick this piece because this was the piece that he performed uh, when I saw him, mm-hmm. um, and it's called Mo- uh, Motherland. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone has had the pleasure of seeing him perform live, oh, it's great. They would have yeah. This one sticks with you. Like, I kind of brought a couple mates down to that night and they were like, oh, really? whoa, he's good. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, he is, isn't he? So I went up to him like, can you come to my show? Uh, <laughs> of course he was going to say yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was really glad that he did. And uh, he did this piece called Motherland. I think it was for Ghana Independence Day. Is that right? Yes, I believe so. Oh, God. Yeah, that is right, isn't it? Um, and I think he's like performed it. I think he performed it for Ghana Independence Day, like at some I think kind he of event. Definitely released it on the day. Yeah, um, it's really mad. But so you've, yeah, you've known him since since school. But you weren't you weren't in the same year. No, no, he was uh, two years above me. Mm. I was. I, it's weird because I was like good friends with a lot of his friends. It's just like obviously you know when you're in school, your paths don't always cross. But now you know our paths are crossing all the time. <laughs> the paths are intertwined. Our paths are intertwined. We get the tube back home. Yeah, it's it's sick. It is. It's kind of weird uh, how that does happen. Like when you're at school. Like, I don't know whether it was the same case in your one, but the kind of gaps in years seem really, really big, don't they? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a gorge, there's a, like, crevice in between each year. Like, if that's the year above, that's the year below. Yeah. And then you kind of get to your 20s and everyone looks the same age. And you're like, ah, oh, actually, we're all the same. And, yeah. like, doesn't really make any difference. But you no. don't realise that when you're a kid. Not you at do, all. You hold a lot of value to the year groups. Yeah, and there's also the fact that, like, kids nowadays are just looking like they're proper grown adults i'm just thinking wait what and also obviously in the poetry scene like like i said earlier like, it doesn't matter what age you are for example like you can you know you could just be spitting poetry and everyone would resonate with it do you know the name of that guy that performed at byb this week and at chocolate who's 16 do you know do you know his name you know uh, everyone's name come on wait i want to give him a were shout two, out there were two young people uh yeah but there's only one that that performed right <sighs> Come on, do you know his name? His name Fawaz. I believe it was Fawaz. He had the Instagram brown boy banter. Oh, yeah? I don't know if he was 16. He was quite young. No, as in he performed at BYB <gasps> oh, and, uh, no. and at Chocolate. Oh, sorry. Show the poet. Show the poet. Show the poet. Honestly, show is a killer. It's incredible. Yeah. You rarely see he someone was like, Sorry, yeah, sorry. He, Fawaz was, uh, I think he's like one of Soft Spoken's students, but I think he was 18. Show the Poet is 16 and he was the youth performer That's for BYOB, but he also um, first came on to our radar at Chocolate Poetry Club. Mm-hmm. Chocolate Poetry Club's opening in, in Clapham. Clapham. Um, and yeah, he blew everyone away with his realness. It was wicked. You, um, you, you, you don't see someone of his age uh, have the kind of confidence, courage as well, and courage to big stand up, up in up. front of a room of strangers, essentially, and uh, open up. And but, but also his writing was really good. Oh, like, yeah, he's one, a proper talent. One hundred, like he's on it, especially with his social media. For, yeah, for a kid at that age to just oh, is he is he is he really good enough? I actually don't think I follow him. Oh, definitely follow him. I follow him at Show the Poet. Follow each other. Support each other. Spread the love. Like yes. it's important. It's the only yeah. way that we can grow. Do you know what? I I think he'd make a good episode, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, 100. I think I think more than anything, like I I definitely want to keep the lineup as diverse as possible, mainly because it just keeps the like the change in voices. I don't know, just makes each episode more interesting, right? And I think to have uh, to kind of do that by age as well would, would be quite cool. So have him on and maybe have some some older poets. I don't know. So here's a question that I've got. I've always wondered. 
when you are picking your poets or artists mm-hmm. to come onto this podcast, do you think about because like because obviously like I said, it's a very varied and diverse. Mm. Obviously, everyone knows this. It's a very diverse lineup. Do you think about things like oh, can this person be different to that person, or do you think about what makes them unique? Like how do you how do you choose people? The main thing I think about when I'm kind of looking for people to come on is. Uh, so if it's if it's happened via me seeing them live, which is probably ninety percent of the cases, mm, all the time, yeah. nearly, nearly few, all the time. Yeah, normally people I've met yeah, and yeah. seen live. So the main thing that I look for is is that person or is their poetry engaging? Are they are they? And then and then as well, if when I go up to them and have a chat with them, are they kind of people that that give? So you know, you kind of meet some people that are. Yeah. Uh, maybe i guess shy is not the not the right word but or it isn't that right either i don't know i just think you 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 kind of meet someone and if they just if they just lay their cards on the table and they they seem to be a hundred percent themselves and they seem very comfortable i just that that bit makes me think well okay i know this conversation is going to go well because most of the times the the people that come on this would be the second time i've met them Mm. so i need to know essentially that if i have a conversation with someone that it's a good back and forth right and that's that's not with someone you meet on the street that might not necessarily be the case so those are the two kind of things and then apart from that in an ideal world, I would have it as mixed and as varied in terms of race, sexuality, gender, age, blah, blah, blah. Age, age is the one I'm missing out on, which is why I actually wanted to mention this guy. Um, because everyone's been pretty much... <laughs> pretty much a, no, no, you've had a you've had mixture of ages. Yeah, true, true. But I think uh, it would be cool definitely to get someone that's 16 on. Definitely. I, that I haven't had. Um, but I don't know. Honestly, it's... Yeah, I, I don't really know. And also, I feel a bit bad about this as well because... I don't... There's loads of people that I've met on the scene and loads of people that I really, really like. I know what you're going to say. But I just feel... It's just really hard because I I don't know what makes me think someone will make a good episode yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah. Like, I kind of said it just then, but I, it's that's just a hunch, really. It that's is, me. mate. It's, it's to do with you. Trying like. to put it to words. But then... But I hate that, though, because I don't want people to think that I'm sat at the back, like, writing notes, yeah, like, ooh, no, no. they're crap. I can assure you guys, Henry is not doing that. No, I'm not. Like, <laughs> no. I'm really not. I always look for the best in everyone, but I hate the fact that, I, I like, if I ever go, which I have been doing recently with my little word spoken t-shirt on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> merch, shout out, shout out. Merch. But if I ever do that, yeah, I don't think, I don't know, because I, the main reason I don't like it is it probably appears quite arrogant that I feel like I have uh, some, like a, I am worthy enough to kind of judge other people. Right. To kind of see what I mean and yeah. say, okay, I want you and I don't want you. I really hate that. Right. But I guess it's just what comes with having to do that. I have just got to face that. Well, no, people will interpret it however they want to interpret it. But like I said, like, I've just asked you the question and you've answered it pretty well. And honestly, I did try. As well. No, no. So, you know, people can take from that whatever they want to take from it. Like, it's nothing to do with other people and their, yeah. you know, poetry. It's just to do with, you know, who you want. And like I said, this is your platform. So, yeah. You know, and by you, you never know. The people might be listening. You know, the next encounter with you might be, yeah, might click. Also, I just want to say to, to like, if there's anyone that I don't know feels like I should have asked them and I haven't. Oh, what do I say? I don't know. I really nah, don't know. I just want have, to have an open conversation. If yeah. you want, like, please don't take it as any. Form don't ever take it personally. Of negative. No, no, it's no, really, no. it's really not. None it of this. Just, none of this is as well. None of this is like business 
wise or anything no. like that. None of us are getting paid or <laughs> yeah. there's no money involved in no. this. This is just this is all for the purely for the love of poetry. So I mean if you love poetry and if you love, you know, spoken word you know just just you know enjoy it while you can yeah because we don't know what, what the world can what, what can happen we don't okay right look so mr bruce episode five um his piece called motherland we're gonna hear it now yes. it's a beautiful piece i hope you guys enjoy it um yeah here we go i'm a child of the motherland adopted by the west so that i could get upper hand You see, my parents, they always thought that in order to progress, you need to live in the West, and their opinion was somewhat partisan. You see, they thought to get the cheddar and the parmesan, you had to be from the place that originated Arsenal fans. Where bangers and mash was a delicacy, you don't eat with hands, and boy, if I greet you with my left hand, (laughs) we can't be throwing hands, then it's that real. But what was false was the idea that the UK was a utopia. What was false was the idea that the UK was a garden of Eden where the streets are filled with gold and we all walked with freedom because, in reality, the streets are just filled with pennies and coppers or coppers and chewing gum. But then I guess, I guess I'd rather be in a place where the streets are filled with coppers and used gum than somewhere like America where it's just filled with coppers that use guns, particularly on a demographic with a darker pigmentation. But that right there, that's another conversation. Because you see what pains me What pains me is going on BBC and ITV And then seeing news of another IC3 or an RIP Because when I look into that box I see the reflection of a person that looks just like me So you can see that it physically burns me When the media and the press just give it the third degree Despite the fact that there's people that look like me in uni Trying to work to get that first, second or even third degree You see for a long time For a long time it was hard to be from the motherland But now the children of the motherland can walk with their fists up and have the upper hand The game is a game and we're the players that are changing it I'm talking sports stars and superstars Lawyers and doctors, entrepreneurs and engineers There's a change in the atmosphere Can you smell that? That's the smell of young kings and queens walking through this life Smelling like cold, cold butter and success Get used to the stench You see, we have the foundation to impact future generations. And we can fulfill the hopes and dreams of ancestors that went through forced or unforced migration. Because not all superheroes wear capes. In fact, I know a couple superheroes that wear kente. And Pele forgot about my Nigerian friends because they they know a couple Wonder Women that wear gele. See, I'm talking about the mums and the dads, the aunties, the uncles, the grandparents that fought, sacrificed and worked with a work rate like N'Golo Kante. So I'm telling you, be inspired by your roots as if you're the descendants of Kunta Kente. And so here's some food for thought from Warren Buffett. He said someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Denzel Washington also said, don't aspire to just make a living, aspire to make a difference. So what seeds can we sow to help someone blossom, fly, shine and grow into a better tomorrow? Because with great power comes great responsibility. And you might know those as the words of the uncle of Peter Parker, but I envisage that as the actions of Kwame Nkrumah. Because when Ghana got independence, he said we must set an example to all of Africa. But this is a new generation and we can set an example to the whole world because we are a new breed with a whole different calibre. So like I said, yes, I was born in Britain. 
but I am a child of the motherland. And now the children of the motherland should walk with pride, like how no others can. Man like Benny Bruce, you know. It's good, isn't it? All oh, my days. That's a really good poem. And it's the thing is like not just like word, obviously wordplay, insane. Yeah. Um, subject matter, insane. Mm. Relatability, like it was such a relatable piece. Kate, like the cadence as well is really good, isn't it? Like the flow of it, the exactly. rhythm. He's great. Yeah, and I think like obviously the fact that he was you know born here, but still sense a huge sense of pride, you know, in his cultural heritage, roots, identity, you know, hashtag cocoa butter and success mm, yeah. <laughs> but like you know he also exposes like the negative you know perceptions and injustices of society and, me- and the media both in the UK and the US um, you know police brutality white privilege like I can relate hugely um, you know since my Asian culture is very similar to his Africa culture in the sense that both our previous generations come- came to the UK in the aftermath of the war to help rebuild but also to you know build our own lives um, it's yeah he's, he's, he's doing a lot in such a short space of time and, you know there is a power to that mm. I, I I honestly think he's such a talent and I think honestly since the show we, I, I saw him at the event which you were speaking at um, a couple of weeks ago and uh, the mentally aware event yeah 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 and that again was the first time I'd seen him in a while to right. be fair and we had a little catch up on all like what have you been doing since and it's kind of great to see his kind of growth since the show almost like he's, he's, he's he was doing a lot and I've seen a lot of stuff on insta you know and he's uh, it's just it's just great it's great to see people grow mm. um and uh he's yeah he's a super talented fellow yeah he? and again he's a big advocate because like, like i said he supported me on my men- mentally aware mental mental aware, health awareness panel because mm-hmm. um, he's a big advocate for mental health and again another person of color opening up about their emotions like me and him have had so many conversations in the background and he's had conversations with you and mm. you know for his poetry he's you know he he does a lot um and people need to listen to him people need to listen to all these poets Mm. because they've all got their own voices and stories yeah you know mega mega vital no you're right it's um yeah i think you're 100 right so look it's we're we're coming up to an hour mate are we and so i think what what we're gonna do is we're gonna call this part one part one i like the sound of that so uh just just to give people a little break a little bit of a rest and then we can do the kind of the next five in part one part two yeah, your rules, no rules. We can do whatever we want. It's a bit make, it's a bit makeshift, but you know, for like an hour is a nice amount of time. So if 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 you're listening to this, you know, go and put on a cup of tea, have a little rest or whatever, <laughs> but come back because part two is gonna come bam oh, so in your much. face, and we've got five more wonderful people coming onto the show. Well, they're not coming on the show; they've already they've been. Already on the been. Show, but we're gonna hear their lovely words. Um, so I feel like we should do that, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's been okay. an interesting conversation so far. So it has, isn't it? About all of them and about obviously the poetry scene in general and like and this, you know, podcast. We're going to urge our listeners to tune in to part one, part two. 100% and get everyone else to tune in. <laughs> Spread the word. Spread Re- the word. Spoken. Recap part one, part two. <laughs> okay, on. so yeah, we're going to have a little break now. Thank you all for listening to Word Spoken. Make sure you give Mr. A's a follow if you haven't already done that yeah. actually, at A's Poetry. No, I've changed it now. What? Uh, what do you mean you changed A's it? official now. Oh, you did. Wait, is that... But, but you follow just Word Spoken, forget about me. Follow Word Spoken Podcast. Yeah, follow but, Henry, follow it's at with Beckwith. Yeah, all right. We're giving each other yeah. little weird shout-outs now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, why, 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 why did you change it? I'm just going for a rebrand mm, at the yeah. moment. No, I've been collaborating with um, a good friend of mine who's a graphic designer. And yeah. um, so, like I said, collaboration is important. You know, you're just wanting that blue tick, aren't you, mate? No, not at, no. It's nothing again. It's what I said to the start. It's nothing about the blue tick, yeah, or it's nothing about the like recognition. It's to do with you being comfortable with your own art no, and I'm you doing it for yourself <laughs> rather than other people. Yeah, you got me digging. <laughs> <laughs> you were literally right. Look. Part one, part one. <laughs> that sounds stupid. Recap. Season one, part Review one, part one has come to an end. Season one, part one. And it's going to be recap. Uh, season like one, part one, part two coming up in two seconds. So cheers for listening. See you in a bit. <laughs> <laughs>